And now, The Federal Drive with Tom Temin. Hello and thanks for joining us on this Tuesday, July 13th, 2021, seven minutes past the hour. I'm Tom Temin. Our producers are Eric White and Peter Masurlian, our digital editors Amelia Brust and David Thornton. Coming up in this hour of The Federal Drive, Surprise, IRS managers are in favor of a big budget boost put forth by the Biden administration. Plus, next in our series on Federal Laboratory Consortium, federal technology transfer from the point of view of the Agriculture Department. Those stories and much more ahead during this hour of The Federal Drive. But first, the Joint Enterprise Defense Infrastructure, which the Pentagon canceled last week, is all over except for packing away the pieces. Details on this and other matters are in this week's DOD Reporter's Notebook by Federal News Network's Scott Massioni and Jared Serbu, who join me now. And Jared, you've been covering JEDI from the beginning and now it's closure, but there's still a little bit of tail to it left that might involve Microsoft. What's what's going on now? Yeah, the, the department notified Microsoft in its official termination notice for JEDI last week that it's going to have until the end of the month to figure out if they actually incurred some additional costs because of the work they're having to do to shut down the product project. It, it's unclear exactly how substantial those costs are going to be because, remember, the, the entire project has been under orders from a federal court since February of 2020 to stop work. So they wouldn't have been doing much, but they are going to have to do some rudimentary things like, for example, that same termination for convenience notice says that they must destroy all of the data in the Jedi cloud that they had constructed. So they, they had gone some way toward building this Jedi cloud, probably not too far. So they have until, as I said, the end of this month to draw up an invoice for DOD to cover what the, whatever those additional costs were. Do we have any sense of how large that might be? Is it in the millions or tens of millions or maybe less? We, we just don't know. It would depend on, um, they can really only bill the specific costs involved in terminating the contract. And the, the, the notice is also very clear that they cannot bill for costs that could have been foreseeably avoided. So they should not have been doing any work between February of last year and now. If they happened to be doing any any work, they would be on the hook for those costs. But uh, the hope, obviously, is whatever those costs were, they're going to make it up and then some with this new follow-on contract called JWCC, the Joint Warfighter Cloud uh, Computing Environment um, that, that both Amazon and Microsoft are expected to be on at a minimum and possibly some other companies. All right. And that's going to be a year off for that award. So we know you'll be on top of it between now and then. And Scott, let's turn to you. DOD is waiving online grocery shopping fees. Sounds like they're trying to save service members a little money here. That's right. Well, you know, the Defense Department started doing e-commerce type shopping for uh, military service members and also people who use commissaries in general, really in the past year or so. And obviously that was ramped up by the uh, COVID-19 issues. They piloted it in about 11 different bases, and now they're trying to expand it out to all uh, bases within the United States and then soon to all bases overseas as well. Programs called Click to Go, and originally it had a $5 service fee tacked on. Now, until at least the end of the year, service members and commissary users will be able to just do this as they would regularly shop and not have to worry about the $5 service fee. Beforehand, uh, service members would get about a, a month without any charges with this. Now they'll uh, have this until until further notice. So a little bit of a perk for people. Now this is only curbside pickup. It's not any kind of pickup where they would deliver it to your house or anything like that. 
but uh, it certainly helps instead of having to go inside and you know shop around. And you have to remember this year, the military commissaries opened up to 4.1 million new customers because of the last year's Defense Authorization Act. So that's uh, veterans with service-connected disabilities, Purple Heart recipients, and things like that will now be allowed to shop on base as well. So uh, more money coming in for these uh, commissaries if people decide to use this. And Scott, are we aware of whether the military is tracking the long-term trends in use of these commissaries, especially online, in the era of the rise of the online retailers? Right. Well, we haven't really seen that much. However, we've seen the Food Marketing Institute recently reported that online grocery shopping has escalated from really unpredictable rates before. And then since the COVID-19 pandemic broke out, they estimate that 20% of all U.S. grocery shopping will be done by 2025. So this really is something that's going to be growing fairly exponentially in the next uh, few years, and we're going to see a lot more of it. All right, but no sign of, say, Amazon starting a commissary channel and maybe relieving DOD of all of this apparatus and infrastructure? That's not on the cards, Not yet, at least, but, you know, you never know. You'll see drones flying around soon, so... All right. And uh, also, Scott, you're reporting that uh, commanders are being questioned for their ability to be the legal eagles in deciding how and where and why what means to pursue criminal cases in their commands. GAO has looked at this and said maybe there's a big issue going on here. It is. And the thing about it is that it's really just a lot of fodder for uh, what is going on that really as as public debate right now around uh, legality and how uh, prosecutions are happening within the military. As we've been reporting, the sexual assaults and sex crimes within the military are most likely going to be taken out of the chain of command. We've had uh, multiple top generals and the top general of the United States military saying that they support that. Also, the defense uh, secretary supporting taking these out. And really, it's all a matter of getting lawmakers to pass this bill, which has all the votes that it needs just in in sponsorship. Uh, The other question about this, though, is should other crimes be taken out? That includes larceny, murder, uh, you know, other things like that that are not necessarily connected to sex crimes, such as retaliation or posting photos online uh, that are lewd of of other people, things like that. So what this GAO report did was just really looked at the training that these commanders are getting. And what they found is what a lot of experts have been saying is that these commanders are not legal experts. However, they do get some legal training, but the legal training that they're getting can sometimes be a little unsure and sometimes not flushed together between the services. So some of the the commanders were not taking the, the training that they needed. Some of the training did not meet the legal needs for the complex decisions that they were doing. And then in other cases, really the grades differed. So sure. a colonel in one service might not be getting the same amount of legal training as a colonel in another service. And just to be sure, this was not a reference to the JAG staff people, correct? Correct. This is just in reference to your your run-of-the-mill commander of either a unit or of a, a you know, certain commands, something like that. One thing I will note is that commanders in many of the discussion groups and the semi-structured interviews that they had said that they did feel prepared to handle legal issues and knew when to sort of outsource the decisions that they needed or get the advice that they needed from an attorney. However, this is coming from commanders who are working within the military system that they're also trying to protect. So you need to take it with a slight grain of salt as well. But it sounds like the long-term trend here could be that simply the military courts in the military legal system will take care of issues connected to military service and duty. Questions on away without leave or dereliction of duty or misconduct in combat, whatever the case might be. Everything else would just be in the civilian courts. 
Exactly. And and not necessarily in the civilian courts, but just having a, a prosecutor that is not necessarily in the chain of command. So you Got would it. still go through the Uniform Code of Military Justice. However, these decisions will be made by someone with a, a JD, someone who sure. maybe passed the bar, those sorts of things, rather than a commander that just has taken uh, training required by the Defense Department of the Services. Federal News Network Scott Mossioni and Jared Serbu check out their DOD reporter's notebook at federalnewsnetwork.com. Still ahead, the next Next installment in our series on the Federal Laboratory Consortium, we look at federal technology transfer from the point of view of the Agriculture Department. This is The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.